0: Thank you for joining LTC NacChat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post Acute Care Nursing, APACIN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACIN. and I'm here today with a curriculum development specialist, Jennifer LeBay. Jennifer joins us to discuss some common resident-centered care planning tips. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Amy. Happy
1: Holidays to everyone.
0: Indeed, Happy Holidays. Resident-Centered Care is a care model that allows the resident and or resident representative to be an active participant in their health care goals and outcomes. In the long-term care setting, the care plan can be person-centered by focusing on the resident's values, needs, preferences, interests, choices, and desired outcomes to drive care. What are some ways facility staff can incorporate the resident-centered care model from admission?
1: That's a great question, Amy. And I think so many times we get focused on the regulatory requirements and the baseline care plan and what has to be included. And all of that is very important, but it needs to start with a conversation, uh, and sometimes, where we get so focused on all of the stuff we have to do, we forget about that interpersonal relationship and just having some kind of a guide to uh, start that conversation, that meaningful conversation, to find out more. About what the residents' interests are, and what their goal is, and what they hope to achieve while they're in uh, our facility. So, there is a questionnaire that facilities could use uh, that help guides that process. Uh, basically, trying to find out more from the resident's standpoint. Why are you here? What do you hope to achieve while you're here? Tell me more about what you did at home, so we can try to have those types of of cares uh, in place for you here. So our care plan can be reflective of what your desires are and what you hope to achieve. And there's, you could uh, adjust it in any different way, uh, but it's just kind of an idea of of how do we get started with talking to the resident without having to go into that formal, I'm here to assess you and listen to your lungs and and do all of these formal things. Let's have that interpersonal conversation. Uh, You can learn a lot from just a a quick conversation with somebody uh, without having it to be a, a real formalized process.
0: You know, this questionnaire sounds like a great tool, Jen. Listeners, be sure to check that out on the APACAN website under the Resources tab and then select Tools. Now, I hear that you brought a very special guest on the podcast today that is going to help us demonstrate some of the questions a facility could ask on admission. Is that right, Jen? That is correct, Amy.
1: I was able to... Uh, secure this special guest straight from the North Pole. I have Mr. Claus with us here today to help us do some demonstration of an interview uh, using this questionnaire. Welcome, Mr. Claus.
2: How are you today?
1: Well, we're doing very well, and thank you so much for being here. Would you be willing to do a little bit of a role play So we can show our members what uh, an interview might look like.
2: Well, I'd be happy to tell you a story. And please call me Chris. I'm afraid I had a bit of a fall at work. You see, it was dark and I misjudged where I was walking, bumped into a table, knocked over a glass of milk and slipped and broke my hip. Luckily, it was at the end of my shift and my last stop. So my job was done but I had a bit of a difficult time getting back up to the chin, I mean outside, to have my driver bring me to the hospital. I had some surgery at the hospital to repair my hip. I'm usually a pretty jolly fellow, but I must admit the pain was giving me a hard time. I guess I'm worried about getting back home and back to my usual routine, with this pain. I Can't have a bum hip interfering with my work. I, I had a lot of heavy lifting and walking in my line of work.
1: Oh, have you had any other falls besides the one that you got?
2: Oh, no, no, no. This is my first.
1: So you want to be able to get back home. What will you need to be able to do once you get there?
2: Well, they told me in the hospital they're concerned about my diet and my blood sugar and wanted me to cut down all the cookies and sweets and check my blood sugars. I'm not really sure how to go about that. Is that something you can help me with while I'm here?
1: Oh, absolutely. We can certainly provide you with lots of training and make sure that you know how to do that before you get home.
2: Okay, I'll I'll also need to get around without any help. My job requires a fast pace. If I don't get everything done in my shift, there'll be some very disappointed, chill chill customers.
1: Will you have any help at home once you get there?
2: Well, I do have Mrs. Kringle, my wife, and a large crew of very loyal elves, um, employees, who would be very willing to help out, but they're... On the more petite size. And as you can see, I'm a little larger, especially around the middle. We don't have much for a home health care where I live, just a dentist, really. So I will need to be able to be pretty independent and in tip top shape to go home. Right now, I can barely move my legs to get my trousers on, but I can still get my shirt and jacket on. So I guess that's something.
1: Can you tell me a little more about your daily routine prior to your injury?
2: Certainly. Let's see. Well, my work tends to be seasonal. So when it's not work season anymore, I like to sleep a bit, at least until 9 a.m. or so. Then I like to have my morning peppermint cocoa and a nice helping of Mrs. Kringle's pancakes with real maple syrup, of course. I can't stomach that artificial stuff. I guess that's why they're concerned about my sugar. Uh, let's see. Next, I like to catch up with some reading on the throne, if you know what I mean. Uh, Cocoa really keeps things regular, and I like to take my time and make sure I'm all clear for the day. After that, I like to take a nice hot shower, trim up the beard, get dressed, and head out for my chores for the day. The deer need feeding, the elder employees need guidance, and the car needs regular maintenance. I also like to tinker around with things. I'm a bit of an inventor, you see. Tools, woodwork, painting, and such. I have a nice big workshop that keeps me busy all year. Mrs. Kringle calls me in for a nice big lunch around 2 p.m. Cinnamon buns, honey ham, sweet potatoes, sweet cream corn, eggnog, and a yule log for dessert. My wife is the best cook in the north, very far north. I hope your food here is better than what they gave me in the hospital. I couldn't touch it. I must have lost 10 pounds. They put me on a weight reduction diet. Can you believe that? How is my belly supposed to shake like a bowl full of jelly if I'm on a weight reduction diet? Uh, where was oh yeah, my routine. So after my lunch, I take a nice nap in my recliner while watching my favorite movies. After that, Mrs. Tringle and I will head to the market for some groceries. The missus takes care of all that, but I drive her where she needs to go. Then we have a light supper, maybe a twelve inch hoagie and a half gallon of cider around seven PM. I Guess I won't be getting meals like that here, will I? (laughs) After supper, Mrs. Kringle and I do the dishes, and then I take out the garbage. I like to help around the house when I can. Then we get into our PJs after that and get into our adjustable bed for some television. I usually fall asleep around 11 p.m., I'd say.
1: Wow, this is great information for our care plan, thank you. Since you're not as mobile as you used to be, do you have any concerns about getting any sores or rashes on your skin?
2: Well, this bed is kind of hard. I, I sleep on a nice memory foam king-size bed at home. I'm worried I'll fall off this little thing if I try to move around at all. Since I can't lay on my bum hip, I haven't been doing much to reposition. The Rails on the bed do help quite a bit. A bed in the hospital is just as small as this. I would hate to get any sores or rashes. I don't want to burden Mrs. Kringle with any extra duties when I come home. So let's do what we can to keep it ship shape.
1: Is there anything else that we can do for you while you're here so your stay will be more comfortable?
2: (laughs) Well, are you a nice girl? I will have to make sure you are on my good list. Just make sure I have the TV remote and the controls to the bed at night so I can put my head up. I want to make sure I don't miss out on my stories, you know.
1: (laughs) Thank you for this great information, Mr. Kringle. I will work on putting together a care plan for you and make sure I come back and review it with you when I'm done. And scene. I want to thank you, Mr. Claus, for joining us today and helping us with this little role play. We appreciate your
0: time.
2: Peace and goodwill to you and all nurses everywhere this holiday season.
0: Wow, Jen, that was a great example interview. Thank you, and thank you to Mr. Claus as well. Now, how can the facility staff take all of this information learned in this interview and apply it to the care plan? That is a
1: great uh, question, Amy. We have learned so much about Mr. Kringle during our little conversation. We weren't with him very long. Uh, He was very forthcoming in a lot of his uh, routines, and we've learned a lot about him. So we know right off the bat he's at risk for falls. He came to us because he has a fractured hip and he fell. Now, it was an environmental fall, but he's still at risk because once you have a fall, we know He's at risk and he's not as mobile. So we're going to have a fall risk care plan in place for him. We know that he hasn't had a history of falls before and we know that he wants to get back to his old routine so we can incorporate that into his resident stated goals. We also know that there's a concern about his nutrition. He's expressed that the hospital has expressed concern about his sugar and want him to be on a weight reduction diet. And he didn't sound too keen on that idea. So that's something we need to work on and make sure that we're addressing his clinical needs and also his concerns about flavor and uh, what he wants to eat and his preferences with nutrition so we can address that as part of the plan of care. We've already established that he's had a surgical repair of his hip, so we've got to be mindful of that skin integrity and infection risk. He doesn't want Mrs. Kringle to have any extra duties once he goes home. So he's very motivated to keep his his skin in tip-top shape. Um, But we also have a concern for risk because of the type of bed that he's on. He said it was hard and he's used to sleeping on uh, a memory foam mattress and a larger mattress at home. So this would uh, assist us to maybe we need to find some other, maybe a bariatric bed, maybe an overlay that would be more comfortable for him and allow him to reposition and allow him to make those changes so he doesn't have any sores or rashes. He did express that he wanted to keep everything nice and clear. Activities-wise and recreation, we know that he's a tinkerer. He likes to invent things, so we can give that information to our recreation department and start putting together a plan for what can we do to keep him busy while he's in between his therapies or his uh, clinical needs. We also know that he's going to need some assistance with his ADLs. He's having a hard time getting his trousers on, uh, but his upper body is still in good shape. He needs to be able to be independent to go home. That's his goal. He wants to be right back to where he was before he came to us with that unfortunate accident. And then for discharge planning, he's got a good support system. He's got his wife at home, Uh, sounds like he has some good loyal employees that can help him out uh, up at the the workshop when he gets back home, Uh, and he's very motivated to get back. So this very small, quick conversation uh, has really given us a lot of information to build those resident goals. And that's really the focus of what we're looking at. We we all know that we have to assist the resident to attain and maintain their highest practical, physical, psychosocial, mental well-being. But how does that align with what the resident wants? And we really have heard a lot about what Mr. Kringle wants for his stay and his goals for himself. And that can be incorporated into that care plan.
0: You know, Jen, one of the things that I really noticed is how well You listened to what he was saying and his wants and his needs and his preferences. And that's a big part of developing a resident-centered care plan is to incorporate what they want. And sometimes that can be difficult because maybe what they want isn't what we want for them. But I loved how well you listened. You didn't interrupt. You just kept listening. So thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today?
1: Well, just as you said, Amy, I just want to stress the importance of that interpersonal relationship. Uh, it's, It's so easy to get caught up in the rules, the regulations, the time frames, all of that stuff that we have to follow when really a lot of this can come from just sitting down you know, with a cup of coffee uh, with that uh, or cocoa with that resident and finding out what is it they want? What do they need? You know, put yourself in their shoes. Wouldn't wouldn't you want somebody to come chat with you and find out about what are you hoping to achieve? What do you want? What are your goals? What are your concerns? And being a part of that and really having that that interpersonal relationship. That is, is really the key to finding out what that resident wants and what their goals are.
0: Well, I'm sure that our listeners will find this information very helpful. So, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Amy. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse assessment coordinators, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC NAC Chat Podcast. Heard the news about how you can improve quality care and
1: increase efficiency with Ability? Ability offers a range of applications to simplify the complexity of healthcare, allowing organizations of all types and sizes to
0: spend more time on care and less time manually collecting, analyzing and reporting data. This allows you to remain in compliance while making data-driven decisions that
1: benefit residents. With Ability, your facility can improve resident outcomes optimize reporting data, enhance reimbursements, and much, much more. Discover what Ability has to offer at AbilityNetwork.com slash pack
0: in